0: Good morning, Father's House. Good morning, Impact Youth. Good morning, Greg and Pastor Greg, Greg and Betty. It is such a privilege to be here. I'm telling you that uh, we've been praying, my wife and I. we We have a ministry called RS1 Motivational Media, and our mission statement is to ignite passion, unlock potential, unleash creativity, and inspire purpose. And it's, it, you know what, it's like, that might sound powerful, but I'm telling you, when you get to see God do that in people's life, it it is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And so I just want to give you a little bit of background. Like, I am from Brooklyn, New York, and if you didn't know, I'm black. <laughs> and I... Uh, Did you get that? No, I'm um, And I also, I do spoken word and I rap. And those are this, uh, three things I told the, uh, the uh, young people. This, this I'm, I'm black, I couldn't do anything about that. I'm from New York. I wasn't there to uh, tell my parents where I should be born. And also rap and I do the different things that God's put into my bag. I had no control about the first two, but I have a whole bunch of control about the last one. Yeah. And so over this uh, time that we've had with the, with, at uh, Camp Nakamun, uh, um, <laughs> it's been an incredible time for the young people. Yeah. But what I love about our mission, about my wife, I have a beautiful wife, I mean, I didn't, well, she is. And, um, and two wonderful kids. They're 10 and 14 years old, and they were supposed to be here today, but uh, my, my uh, wife's grandmother had an issue, has some issues, and she's in the hospital. So they took a, a, time, a little bit of time off because we were on the road for 26 days down in Oklahoma and Texas. And uh, when I say that this is a whole paradigm shift regarding the weather it's a paradigm shift regarding the weather it was uh highest was about 114 and i feel like it's gotten down to 14. (laughs) so i was it was last week we were down there now we i get to be here with you we're part of our awakened life tour and uh it's actually the second one we started last year and we went uh, 8,000 miles 20 states, four provinces, in two months. And sorry, this is just a little bit of review for, you know, the more mature people. Um, but uh, it was amazing. And, we, and to top it all off, we went with a beautiful, beautiful motorhome that was from 1989. With an Arctic insulation package from Canada, and we drove through Hades. <laughs> now, if you don't know about stuff like that, uh, when, you, when the heat gets over, uh, just hot nasty, 107, uh, and all the way down through, we didn't see a lick of rain until like 20, 30 days into the, uh, to the thing. We could only drive at night at one point because it was too hot during the day, and our motorhome would chug would vapor lock. And guess what? I had my wife. I had a 13-year-old and my 9-year-old, all ladies, with me, <laughs> driving down the road in this, uh, this cauldron. Um, and so uh, it stopped. And it's interesting is that when God tells you to do something, it may seem crazy, and it did seem crazy, because I'm the, I'll say it one more time, I'm the only black person I know with a motor home. Um, (laughs) I'm from Brooklyn, New York, Uh, it's not, I went to (laughs) ancestry.com and the readout did not produce any information that I had, any skills whatsoever. So we go down, and then at different points, it stops. And at first, we got really frustrated, but then we got used to it a little bit. But I tell you what, that that machine was more spirit-led than we could ever be. I wanna just tell you one story. We stopped in one place uh, in uh, Norman, Oklahoma. And uh, because the motorhome was doing its thing. And then my wife decides to go to a mall, hallelujah, with three girls. And so we stayed there six hours praising Jesus and cursing the motorhome. My wife was ready to shoot it. And let's go home or go to get another vehicle. But then there's three young men that we met will, for, will forever change my life and my understanding of what God is able to do and willing to do for a soul. Three young men who just happen to be atheists come out of the mall and I, we are just about to leave with, the, with it in park, just about to go and all of a sudden the brake light comes on, hallelujah. <laughs> and I'm also, I am told you, I mean, I don't know how to run the motor home and I don't know anything about mechanics except the blinker fluid. And, um, and so these guys come up and he, they say, I say, do you know anything about cars or whatever? They said no, but they asked me what we did. So I shared different things that were happening and I shared some of the stories that God was doing. And one guy said, I, I you know what? I'm an atheist, I don't even believe this stuff. I don't know what happened, something clicked and I just start saying some more stuff. <laughs> saying about the goodness of God, the, uh, the, the timing of God, the way that God moves heaven and earth, free them. And then one guy goes, you know what? I don't know how this happened, but I don't know why this is happening about all the arguments that I have All the things that I have against God, believing that there's no God, all the different things that have have caused me to come to where I was is beginning to fall down and break and be destroyed. And I'm beginning to think all the stuff that happened to, to this moment was for me to meet you. I mean, this is happening fast. And there's three of them. And I got to say these words. I think over this last year, it's probably the the most exciting words are the thing that that just, just sticks in my mind, I can feel it, I can feel the heat. And I said, this wasn't gonna happen yesterday, this isn't gonna happen tomorrow, but today is the day that God decided to move heaven and earth to let you know how much he loves you. And right there in that parking lot, Boom, I'm telling you, we p- held hands, we prayed. They gave their lives to Jesus. Amen. And we broke down like seven times before that and, and, and we stopped in different places that we never would have been and we got delayed for that moment. So this is, no, this is just something I wanna give you for free today. God is so very, very comfortable making you uncomfortable <laughs> if, it, if it means reaching a soul. Yeah. And this is, an, this is another thing that's pretty interesting is that we talked to the mom and she said that she, would, she had just, things were getting so bad. So this is for some of you where things are getting real bad. She said, and we were so desperate that I began to pray and ask God. She said these words, send a man, please, that these boys can trust to lead them to Jesus. Those were the words that she prayed. You wanna go another step deeper, we were talking, it was crazy, this guy had had a grandmother who was in jail fasting and praying with her cellmates for her grandson to be saved. It goes even deeper than that. There's people all over that we're praying for this one young man. And I get a broken-down motorhome that's a fully in, equipped with the anointing and power of Jesus to stop when he wants it. <laughs> and to linger in his presence. With enough time, to catch that soul, to answer those prayers. See, this is the thing that I know. It's not about how much I hear because heard because I was hot, and we were a little bit testy. But I learned something that will forever that has forever changed us that God can do anything, anywhere, at any point, for anyone that will call on his name. A year later, I'm in my car on my way to going to Walmart, shopping again, Um, and I, I felt the Lord say to call one of the boy's moms. In 45 minutes, she was led to Jesus. Come on, it just keeps going. Uh, about a month ago, we were down in Oklahoma with a vehicle that actually runs. And we met her in, uh, near Oklahoma City and got to talk with her. She is now involved in a church getting discipled and she is loving Jesus. And I'm just saying this. One act of obedience doing something that you have no idea how to do where you're completely out of your shoes as uh, Hannah has praised, yeah. prayed. Where we, I ha- I, we are so far out of our comfort zone, it was ridiculous. But you can only, if you don't, you can only, if you don't go where you've never gone, you'll never see the things that God has prepared for you to see. Because beyond the four walls, there's a world <sighs> that is in dire straits. Their video, cry out to Jesus. Man, that, that, that is uh, connected so much, not just to people outside the world, but uh, a lot of times in the church. How many, how many of you today are crying out for more? That you, have, that you have an understanding. You've been, you've been saved for a long time. And yet you, and you've, you've, you've believed and you, you pressed through on some things, but now you're bored or you're burnt out. And you're just chilling. And let the young people do it. You know, I love you. I love my, the time that I've spent with you for the whole weekend. I felt that we had some good times, didn't we? God moved like crazy, didn't he? And, it's, and I just absolutely know that God is going to be just shooting you out to different places as you do the work. But my eyes and my gaze go from these young people because over the last two years, God has broken my heart for those individuals that are 35, 40 and up. And the Lord is saying to you, and I call you respectfully, frosted-haired saints. And you may, some of you may have some color in your hair, but you know who you are. God is not done with you. He still has need of you. You may have think that you're expired or you're that all those things were pipe dreams and you had too much pizza when you were young. And so you're ready to just face reality and just go on into the sunset or just not see those, some of those things that God, you know God spoke to you come to pass. Well, I'm saying to you today that God has need of these young people, but he still has need of you. Because the reason why he has need of you is exactly because of these young people, because they need people who they can look up to and say, "I want to be like that when I grow up." They want to do they need people to say, "I look I have a gift to prophesy." Who can show me how to do it? You can. I need to learn how to sing. I need to learn how to do something. I need to step out of my comfort zone. How will they learn to do it? By you doing it. It's the older that will teach the younger. Yes, the young has the energy and the potential, but the older has the wisdom, and and you're old enough not to care anymore. (laughs) You got enough bumps and bruises from life, where you just know that some things just won't work. So rested in you and within the youth together, man, we could change this world. So as I come to you this moment, at this moment in time, I don't have just a nice slick message for you. I believe I have the word of the Lord for you today. Because some of us, we need to understand that this time that we have is a short time. And for you out there in the upper ages, it's shorter. But what I love about it is God can, it, it can do what he said he can do in a moment. So it's time to wake up. And the name of the message today is take the shot. Take the shot. How many know? How many know? What is God giving you? Oh. Come on. Yes. Yes, I'm not going to be throwing the heavy ones because of insurance reasons. Um, but come on, what is God giving you? Come on. But, come on. Come on. You know what? You may not know what I'm talking about right now, but hey, these, these kind of match with you guys. Here's some. Here's some. But you know what? Come on, come on. You got a ball. Come on. Come on. I'm giving this. This is prophetic to you. You that thought you have lost all your balls. <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. I understand what you may be thinking. But come on. Come on. This is prophetic to you. I'm having a little fun too, but, you know, I don't know if you ever done this here. But here you go. And so I got a lot, remember, I got one of these too. We got big balls, small balls. I'm just saying to you, these balls represented gifts, callings. They also, the gifts of the spirit, prophecy. I mean, God gives you those gifts, huh? A healing, working of miracles, word of wisdom, um, tongues, interpretation. Some are apostles, prophets, pastors, Teachers but we're all servants. So God has given each of us some balls to serve with. Now, for the young people today, even though God's given you some, some of the balls, the enemy also get put stuff in your life that we can get distracted from. Is that just the youth or young people? Because <laughs> some of us are so distracted right now. And so the young people, the God's given these, these, these things to them to learn how to use, to be, build the potential, the proficiencies he added, so that at some point they're going to be able to take the shot. And if you don't know how to miss, you won't know how to make it. A hundred percent of the shots not taken will miss. And it's so interesting that only one shot that David took hit. Huh. You would think that you needed like some artillery against God, Goliath. Like, uh, what you call sub, a sub uh, automatic uh, um, slingshot. Like, <ridges> <laughs> he only needed one and had four left over. But the thing about it is, I bet you David learned how to miss before he learned how to make it. it, it. huh? So today, I, I, during the conference, we talked about how God has given us every, come on, come on, let's say it with me. God has given us everything we need to deal with everything we go through. 2 Peter chapter 1 says, by his divine power, God has given us everything we need to live a godly life. If he needs me said everything, <laughs> that means that uh, the, some, of the, um, some of the things that we are yielding to, we're not taking on everything that he's given us, and we are compromising. We have received all of this by coming to know him. The one who has called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. If we are not trying, if we're not focusing and pouring our energies into knowing him, into reading his word, into fellowshipping, into just hearing from him, and we are on Facebook and on and do, and the shopping channel and, 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 and all those other things that we do for leisure that has taken the point where God has still saying, I'm calling you, I'm calling you, I'm calling you, I'm calling you, and you are just uh, putting a deaf ear out to you. Are you uh, things have happened that you feel shipwrecked, but yet God is still doing that. He still has given you everything, no matter how far uh, you have gone away, no matter how much you have turned away, the much how uh, insignificant or unworthy you feel, God is still giving you some balls. (laughs) And it goes on to say that, and because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desire. He has given us great and precious promises. He has given us gifts. He has given us healing. He has the same power, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in us, quickens our mortal bodies. That means that He called us to rock the party. And the thing about it is, and I'm just saying, I'm just some, I'm going to tell you some things, but this the thing about it is, is that there's so much more for us to experience in Christ. And and it's not so that we can have goosebumps, not so that we can say we got a word or I gave a word. It's because a dying generation is just calling out and crying out for something real and something that is tangible, something they can bank their life on and it's in you. So, Nice youth, youth Sunday, huh? Amen. Because the stakes are too high. Yeah. If God will move heaven and earth to reach someone, to, this morning, God has moved heaven and earth to reach you, yeah. and so. In order, so God's given us stuff, but if we do not work with it, if we do not uh, practice with it, if we don't uh, know how to feel it, we don't know how to use it. How many people used to play sports? Hockey. (laughs) Nobody, right? No, just kidding. Um, (laughs) Basketball. Tennis. Gaga ball. (laughs) Ah, yeah. Um, Squash. Come on. Ah, uh, yes. Come on. I love squash. Cause I'm older. Um, <laughs> racquetball. racquetball, come on. But if you don't play, you can dream about how you play, huh? Yeah. In fact, in your mind, you know how you play and you know that in your mind, if you come against somebody, if they do this, you'll do this Bam! in your mind. But if your body hasn't done it for a while, just get on the court and feel the power of your swing and miss the ball. Come on, Uh, five years ago, I wanted to play basketball. (laughs) My physicality was not in a place for me to play. So I start going uh, and I start shooting and I'm like, I better stop. But I kept going. I kept going. I kept going. I'm, I just turned 48, and um, <laughs> I get to go play basketball with these young people. Swish it, block it, and I'm. Yes, I need oxygen sometimes, but <laughs> but I'm telling you, it is a joy to do what you love. But you know what, I had to get back in shape and I'm not where I was, but I'm also not where I'm going to be. I have to put in the work if I wanna be able to handle the ball. And so I'm just saying, if you haven't prophesied, if you haven't prayed for somebody, if you haven't done, stepped out in leadership that God is calling you, some of you are sitting back with your arms folded going, you know what, I've been there, done that. I, you know, I've been burnt out in three churches and so you know what, I'm just gonna chill. I have my time. I had my time. I did my time. Ooh, that's really what you mean. I did my time. You know what? This time is for me because I gave it to the Lord and I've survived. But God didn't call you to do your time because there's no time with God. His time is all the time, every time. And so you may say I did my time, but that's just a defense mechanism to say that I give up. Sorry. Sorry. I wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) And so in this moment in time, there's some people that have some things that have happened, and you feel you're disqualified. So this morning, do you, you know, I spoke about taking the shot, right? I spoke about what it takes to do that. Young people today, I'm going sh- to take my shots. I'm going to do what God's called me to do. I mean, I, at age 15, I was called to, I, I, was, I started rapping. 1985. Whew. That, man, that went over at church really well. <laughs> Yes, I got the scars to prove it. God was calling me to do something that nobody else was doing. In fact, when I went to Bible school, in order for me to actually do anything, it had to go through the brass or go through the upper echelons. And I was finally able to do it. But you know what? I was the first person that was able to do something on stage, uh, uh, rapping at my Bible school. 30 years later, the lady that helped me, that uh, (laughs) pushed me to do it, she was there, and she said, you were the first, and God's called you to be a pioneer, so keep pioneering. I'm just saying to you that. So now my daughter is looking at us and, say, and going, I can do that. I can do what God's placed on my heart because I see you doing it. And just because I have some a gray hair, and the only reason why you see it because I didn't get a haircut. But, um, but I tell you what. There's some things that the Lord's done, and I'm, I share a specific story with you this morning because of this. At, night, at 32 years of age, I stopped rapping. I stopped doing uh, the thing that I, that brought me so much joy. Why? Because how old am I going to be still rapping? <laughs> you know? <laughs> just got some intellect, got some thought process. You know, I need to grow up and just do, do some stuff. So I started, I, still, I started ministering, started business, all those different things. But in 1940... That was a different year that I'm talking about. But when I was 40 years old at 2010, something happened in my life and it, that, that was so hard. But then all these, of a sudden these lyrics started coming up. And they haven't stopped. And at 48 years old, I'm just getting started. I, I laugh. I pinch myself. This is crazy. But as the time of dying ends and the time of living begins, to some it makes no sense, but here's the evidence. Everything that could have happened has happened and you survived. You've been barren without and struggling and now it's time to thrive. See, it's hard to start living when you've been living dead. It's time to adjust your thinking, get things right in your head. It's like you've been on life support, just waiting a flat line. You felt your eyes closing, but that was only nap time. You came close to losing faith, but you never crossed that line. and You only dreamed this day would come. Well, now is that time. I know you've been burnt and you just see ashen remains. Out of death comes life before joy, this pain. I know you've been in drought but here comes the rain because hope is being restored to your life again. You ask where and when? Well, here is where and now is when the time of dying ends and the time of living begins. Yeah. Now! <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying that was the first one that I got in eight years. I didn't know what to do with it, except I started sharing it with different people. Like, And people, whether they were eight years old or 88, they began to weep. People were getting saved, healed, delivered, because all of a sudden a ball that I dropped because I thought that it was over, because I thought it was mine to drop. God said, no, pick it up. I gave it to you, and I still have need of it. And so I, at this point in my life, I am, I'm, my mind is blown. Now the things that I've worked so hard over the last few years, God says, go speak to this person. Uh, and then maybe another, maybe I get to preach once every two years or whatever have you. But God is, each time, my heart was like, God, I want to serve you. I want to be in the game. I don't know. I, I, now before I thought it was my right Now it's a privilege just to stand here and just to be able to speak to you and to see life's touched and transformed because it's not about me. It's about him and about what he wants to do. So this particular one that I'm going to do for you, because I I say I'm taking my shots. God's given me these balls to to shoot today. And I hope it goes right into your spirit. And this one, I'll let you know. (laughs) Here we go. Think back to your last three at bats when you struck out now the devil's in your head and you're filled with self-doubt now you're bugging out before you even get to the dugout before you suit up and run out ask yourself what is this really about the devil's trying to pull the rug out from under you and get you out of the game that's his only aim he's used sin discouragement and shame heartache tragedy or pain he'll even use money power or fame he'll use anything to gain access to distract us and attack us he wants to snuff you out the flame and make us go insane in the brain. So I plead the blood of Jesus and call on his name and I suggest that you do the same because so many of God's promises to you are left unclaimed. And another thing you should do is start praying. I'm just saying... We all have setbacks, but too many people forget that and let that cause them to take a step back. But Jesus said that he gave us a chance to get up and get back. So, so just change your stance on your next at-bat. And when the devil throws a curve, smack that ball past the warning track over the wall in Jesus' name. Yeah. And that impact is staging and come back to win the game. It's your faith that overcomes the fact that tells you to turn back, just stay on the right track. You'll never be the same because if you fact check, you realize that the deck stacks in your favor and that you're able to move mountains and be victorious in Jesus' name. So I need a reaction to the questions I'm asking. Do you have passion or are you just passing away? Come on, let's be real. Are you content to feel? Because to succeed, there's a price to pay. See, I'm fully aware that I'm confronting some fears, but I care. So please hear what I say. I don't know what happened or who stole your passion, but something needs to change today because you were not fashioned just to create and imagine, but to find and live your purpose and be passionate. This world is disarming. Without warning, you find yourselves conforming to the status quo. And for those that don't know and go along with the show, they never reach their dreams because they always reach in low, but not so I. I reach for the sky. I set my standards high because God's got to do something before I die. I got so much vision, I have to start casting it. I got goals and dreams because I'm passionate. See, I feel like I'm on fire with a burning desire to blaze up from the muck and the mire and reach higher. And even when I fall, and yes, I will fall, but with a deep inner cry, I'll rise. Even with blood in my eyes, nothing will stop me from the pursuit of my prize. I got so much passion and I won't have to ration it and I won't apologize for being passionate. I wanna say this to you that some of you have been asleep, you've been distracted, you have given up, but God is waking you up because it's time to take your shot. You thought that it was over, you thought that, that you have been derailed, but God always restores back. To his purposes, we may have lost some time, energy, uh, our life, jobs, our reputation, but the, the but life still keeps going. And even you, though you may have taken an arm off ramp to destruction, there always are on ramp to grace, our on ramp to peace, our on ramp to restoration in Him. And even if you come even at 99 years old and you say, God, here's my heart, use me, He'll say, I've been waiting for this moment. So you may see me be emotional and passionate. It's because I believe that the presence of God is here, and I'm prophesying life to the dry bones in your life. The ones that you said is gone, forgotten, there's no hope. Well, you know what? Come from the four winds, O oh, Spirit of God, and prophesy life to these slain, to these ones that feel that they're, they're stuck in a, a holding pattern. In Jesus' name, shake things up. Because <sighs> the life in Christ, the life that he has caused us to live, yes, in this world we may have tribulations, but... He has overcome the world and we are more than conquerors in him that every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that he is Lord. I'm telling you that the spirit of God is rising. It's not in the church of four walls that we worship. It's not the building that we worship. We are the church. He is, we are not, God is not looking to employ us. We think that we need to have a position to minister. He is wanting to deploy us anywhere, in the workplace, in the marketplace, in the mall, any place that we show up, he shows up. Huh. 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 I'm just a little bit passionate. So over the last few months, God's just been giving me stuff. And I felt this morning as I was praying, he said to give them all you got. So here it comes. (laughs) Nobody's perfect. We all have fallen. But remember, Jesus was there for you when he caught you. Remember what happened when you heard the word that changed your life and all that it taught you. Most importantly, remember the price that was paid with this precious blood that bought you. You need to face the fear with actions and go beyond the good intentions and thoughts. It's time to do what you've been called to do. Now get out of the boat. It's time to walk on water. People dream, dream, dream and imagine, man, they never do what they ought to. Others plan, plan, plan and administrate, always trying to negotiate and barter. While others create, invent, and make things, but never finish. So there's no departure. You have to understand that it all goes in the garbage. If you don't execute your plan, you can't go any farther. God's got you. Step out in faith. Trust him with the rest. It's time to walk on water. See, you got to this point, and nobody knows all the obstacles and challenges you fought through. You tried to run away. You didn't ask for this. (laughs) Ah, But God came after you and he sought you. It appears that you've been fighting for years through many tears, ignoring the voice of the Father. Listen to me. Fighting God leads to misery. Being safe doesn't mean security. You are his son and daughter. People may say you're dumb, but you couldn't be any smarter. How can you lose when God is your partner? The world is waiting to see how God set you free. So obey the call. Step out of the boat and walk on the water. Yeah. Do you know what? I, I received a compliment this weekend that I did, haven't heard in a while. And it was, oh, you're cool for an old man. <laughs> I said, thank you very much, young young smapper but this morning, I mean, I have so, I mean, if you, you see all this, this is actual stuff, right? I'm just saying, I'm saying it is. It's like my war, it's like uh, I, I go through, this way it works now, I have, I'm prepared. <laughs> I am. But then I just come and then the Lord says, okay, you need to share this or share that. Yeah. Yeah. We've been on our waking life tour and it's been crazy. Last year we had 35 divine appointments, in two months this year from july 26 to august 22nd we had over 80. Oh, did you I mean, i'm not making that up I, I even have lowered it so that you won't think i'm crazy but maybe i should have lowered it a little bit more 80. people getting saved people getting touched people just even last. i'm just, I, it just happens now i'm taking my shots everywhere and anywhere i can but the reasons why I can do that, because I know my ball. I know what's going on. I've been using them. And now that I get, now God says, throw that one there. And you know what? <laughs> it's so fun to throw it because you know something's going to happen. Yeah. Oh, so I know I can't share everything, but I'm going to share someone else. One more one. Is that cool? Yeah. Okay, because this is what I believe. It's time to take your shot. That God is waking you up. But you, whether you're young or you are more mature, <laughs> you, many of you have to get to know what God has given you. You have to blow it. You have to take it up, dust off, uh, blow the dust off and start using again because it has gotten atrophied. made that word up. It's, that means that it has some atrophy. And so you got to use it if you want to s- start using it. And some of you need to go on and start loving on people because there's a love that's latent in your heart that it seems you've gotten crusty. That's because it it needs to flow. There's older older people that need, that these young people need to just love on them, to pour into them, just to bake them some cookies. (laughs) Or rebuke them in love but they need you. I need you. All right, so here we go. I'm sending you to go to places you've never been, to see things you've never seen, to do things you've never done, to fight battles needing to be won. I'm sending you to serve those who need to be served, to preach the truth to those who need the word, to the hungry who need to be fed, to the forgotten who were left for dead, I'm sending you. To lay hands on those who need healing, to bring faith to the unbelieving, to console and comfort the grieving, to reveal Jesus to those who need him, I'm sending you to those who lost their way and departed, to bind up the brokenhearted, to break down the walls of the guarded, soften the hearts of the hardened, I'm sending you. So remember the precious blood that bought you. Hold on to the promises. The things that I torture because some will be beaten and tortured and some will give their lives up and martyred. Yes, I'm sending you because the multitudes need to be told and so many are out in the cold. How will they hear unless you go? How will they they know my love unless it's shown? I'm sending you. So everyone from the big to the small, in your court I've placed the ball. Are you ready to give it your all? How will you respond to the call? Jesus is saying... I'm sending you. Father, in Jesus' name. Oh, sorry. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for this day. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for what you've done and what you're doing. Thank you for how you inspire. Thank you for how you set on fire. Thank you that you have calling people out who have retired and you are saying it's time. To give even the ashes that you have, I will give beauty. To to even the things that are broken down, I would, will rebuild. But I am making a way in these days for my presence to flow through my church and glorify my name that all would know, all will see, and people will come because of the lives of the individuals that have been set apart and on fire. Thank you, Lord, for this day. I pray for this body, for this church. I pray that you would just invigorate, that you would inspire, that you would ignite, and that you would release the things that have been dormant. Let it come to life in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you.